Welcome to the Evolving Accountant Podcast. We all know that some accountants can be boring, but definitely not this one. Why talk trial balances and P&L when we can get ripped jeans into the boardroom and hear business insights from people who have really walked the talk? Get ready. Here comes an all-new episode with your host, Darren Wingfield. Hi, Cedric, and welcome to the show today. For our listeners out there, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, but more importantly, why you get out of bed in the morning? Well, I can, I can say that I'm Cedric. I am from France, 36 years old now already, married to Catherine, who is from the Northeast originally, Hexham. That's the reason why we are now set up here in Newcastle. We met in France 10 years ago. We had a English pub in the French Alps. And now we've moved to the north is to do a French restaurant in the Geordie town, uh, Newcastle. This, this is all about passion. You don't start a business like ours without being deeply passionate about what we're doing. It's, it's a really hard industry. Everyone will tell you before you start, don't do it because the failing rate is too massive. And it is. A lot of people fail in, in the restaurant industry. So it was a big risk. But the passion was too big to, 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 to not try it. And me and my wife are a very strong team, so we went for it. So every morning, that's what makes us get up, you know. We've got a lot, a lot in it, a lot of passion, a lot of reason. This has become a livelihood. I just love going and, and, and working at it. Cool. So you mentioned, obviously, originally from France and you'd met back in the city of love, or the country of love, I should even say. Can we go into a little about what your career or your journey has been like during educational and, and then ultimately getting to where we are today? Hospitality, yes. So hospitality basically been in my life for, for the past 14 years. Not quite sure what I wanted to do at a, young, at a young age, but decided to move into this sector around 22 years old. Got into a great uni that gave us the opportunity to, to start a master's degree in hospitality, even though we did not necessarily have the previous background or the previous studies to enter it. So got into this uni that was absolutely great. Out of this uni got hooked in the hotel world, which is a great world that helped me travel, went to America, went to Canada didn't find exactly the excitement I was looking for. And I was really uh, more hooked by the bar and restaurant industry as such, uh, where I had a lot more connection. Connection because absolutely loads to learn about the bar industry and all the alcohols. That's always been something that, that I like to have very broad knowledge on. But also the restaurant with, with all the, the, the little things to learn about, you know, and all the different culture and all the different food. I've spent quite a lot of time on the border of Spain in France, where the tapas world became really important to me as well. This social style of dining, small plates, absolutely love it. So all of that built up where I'm coming now uh, and, and built up the, the birth of the French Quarter, which has been something that's definitely been in our head for a few years now, a lot of years. And it's just that it's a combination of love of, wine and small plate style dining and, and and that was always the goal okay perfect 
So just going into a little bit more about what the French Quarter actually is, obviously we appreciate it's a French restaurant with your heritage. What what sort of makes the French Quarter that special restaurant, would you say? Yeah, I mean, we had a, a long market research going on. To be perfectly honest, before arriving in Newcastle, we had one thing for certain that we knew is that we wanted to open a French restaurant in England, but weren't necessarily sure about where. As I said before, Catherine being from the area, Hexham, half an hour from Newcastle, you know, we were drawn to Newcastle very quickly. But also, not because of just the family, but also because there was no French restaurant offering in Newcastle city centre, apart from some that had a bit of French uh, influence or, you know, French cuisine is always a bit in every menu, but no one had the perfect accent on the fact that it was French. And also very poor selection of wine and very difficult to even just go out and just go somewhere and have a nice glass of wine, not necessarily even with a meal, but just sat at a bar. And so that was a very first thing that just made us take the first step is just realizing that that, that we had a unique selling point there uh, in the sense that uh, our story makes sense because not only I am French, but Catherine is from the area. So we're not complete strangers as such, but also we went going into an overcrowded market. Yes, overcrowded in the sense that Newcastle does have a lot of restaurants, but very few are offering that style of dining. So that, that was, I think, the first reason why we, we decided to come in. The second thing that makes us different or that puts us apart is, like I said again, the, the real passion that goes in it. Every product, every wine, every food element has been selected with care and people can notice this as soon as they arrive and test our product. And that is accompanied with something that we're really proud of as well is, is our service. Our staff is really well trained to, to, to just offer the best service possible and just to care, just to show that we do care. And when people ask a question, we just like to answer it and treat them as, as, as real people as opposed to just a wallet that has got money to spend. And I've got to say, I've been myself disappointed quite a lot in Newcastle, but not only in, in the sort of service you get, in the sort of the fact that unfortunately you don't, you don't necessarily always get the right experience. In France, hospitality is a real career. In England, not always. And we're just trying to, to prove that it's a great industry to work in. And then when it's uh, done with care and passion, it can be great for customers, but only for our employees. Very much so. I completely agree. Obviously, yourself is inspiring the restaurant. The restaurant's priority is them top wines that you were discussing with the, the food as the add-on. Or would you say they complement each other? Yeah, they definitely very much complement each other. On top of that, I would add the, you know, the atmosphere and the design that's been created here. A lot of people will just come in, put a foot, like just sit down and look at us and be like, oh my God, I feel like I'm not in England anymore. I feel like I've, I've traveled to France. And, you know, that's amazing. When we get that sort of feedback, we just feel so good because that's exactly what we wanted to achieve. It's a combination of a great environment that, that makes people travel or just go back and to just think of a holiday they had in Paris or in the south of France. And, you know, this is, this is what we want to achieve. We want, we want to just make those people just happy and, 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 and travel within just the time of an evening. So the food and the wine and the atmosphere, the decor 
have all a major part to play and they have to be really in balance with each other because if you get one of those wrong, you go bad. But also, I insist again, it's the attention to detail in the service that people receive. One thing that we didn't want to come and do was just have sort of a French staff and go completely French concept. I remember at the beginning, a lot of people were questioning that. Why is not all your staff French? Or, you know, unfortunately, we, we it's not unfortunately, but we are in the Northeast. And there's not that many French people hanging around. And, and also, you know, we don't think that you need to be French to, to translate that passion. A lot of our staff now uh, leave and embrace the French quarter. They're proud to leave and work uh, with us. And therefore, uh, they do it even potentially better than a French person. And that's just worked really well for us as well to work with the people from, from around here that have connected with the French product. So all of that, all of those elements are, are massively important. I wouldn't say that it's all about the food or all about the wine. They need to all be tied in. Perfect. So a couple of, we're going to do your, your, top, your top dishes and your top wines on on your preference now. So what if I was to attend the French Quarter, what's the top three wines I should be trying? Well, uh, you know, we, there's something cool about that we've introduced uh, a couple of years ago now. It's uh, We've got a wine flight. Uh, so there are little trays where you get three different wines. We do them either by the color, so either white or red, or you can make your own. And they're really great because we do sort of small plates so you can sort of mix and match your plates and you can also try to wine pairing each plate with a different wine. So that's quite fun. And it gives you the opportunity to try different wines. You know, it's always dependent on budget wine. But I think what we pride ourselves with here is that we've got a really amazing selection of wine. And as long as you're happy to spend between 30 and 40 pounds, which can be a lot for some people, but realistically that's what you need to spend in a restaurant to get something interesting i always pride myself to say that at the french quarter when you spend 30 40 pounds you do get a real good bottle of wine which isn't always the case unfortunately even in the top restaurants around us so i wouldn't say you need to go too crazy now if you want some names it's really hard to pinpoint at some names but what I know we do really well is, and all our loyal customers, they'll know that, we have a wine of the moment. So we always do a white and a red. And they're just wine that I'll just source about 24, 30 bottles of, and we put them on our board. And they are sort of like starting to be premium wine. We sell them about £32 a bottle, and they're always great quality. I always put a lot of effort into picking them and... I always recommend to try them. All the staff is sort of trained to explain what they're like, what are their typicity, where they're from, what's they're great. So you get a great introduction to, to, to some wines from France that are sometimes from a bit more obscure area, which we, you would never pick on your own in a restaurant because, because they don't ring any bells. So yeah, if you come pick, come and just trust us and follow the wine of the moment. Cool. So do, do we also have a food of the moment? Well, we kind of have because we do specials every day. We, our menu is very much, it's great for vegetarians and vegans. So we always have a vegetarian special. 
which will vary from a, sort of a, like a vegetarian cassoulet, which is which is a, a take on and that works quite well. But we also have some like beetroot tartare or things like this. So yes, I would say we do have our food of the moment. Just again, trust our specials. They are always chosen with care. We always do like a fish fillet, so sea bass, a sea bream, or some more obscure fishes like elderé, which I'm not quite sure how we say it in English now. <laughs> but, you know, we're trying to, to vary the menu with specials every day. Awesome. So what, as a business owner and for the restaurant itself, what, what do you see is around the corner for yourself? It's an incredible question. We know I like to start, I like to stay positive. We have built a very strong business and our customers have proven it to us because as soon as we came out of lockdown in July, we got busy straight away, which gave us big boosts because we were we didn't know what to expect. We were worried that we would have maybe kept or lost, sorry, the 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 energy. But it, we didn't. We didn't. People just came back straight away. Right now, 14th of October today, we are again in a very difficult situation with not being very clear on what we should do or not do, on what people in England should do or not do. Seeing a big drop in our reservation and revenue at the moment, and and and, and this week is not looking great. And in, in the next few weeks. However, I, I, I remain positive and hope, know in a way that we will go through this and that we will come back at the end of this tunnel again and strong again because I, I believe now and trust that as soon as we can reopen, loyal customer and customer will be there. They will be there waiting for us and that's amazing and that's great to be in this position. Before all the lockdown happened and the COVID, we were on an amazing run. We had projects to develop some area of the business, mainly one of them, which is we are wanting to build a deli where we sell not only all the wines, but all uh, our cheese and charcuterie and and all the condiments like mustards and, and, and sauces for people to take home. So sort of like the French Quarter market, which we are... Uh, which we are seeing some drive already because we've started to develop it within the restaurant. But ultimately, we would like to expand and potentially open another venue that does just that. So, you know, once we go back to some sort of normality, and I would say some sort of longevity in the sense that we're not keeping hitting waves and waves after waves, then that's what I feel is around the corner for us. You know, we want to keep doing this in the restaurant as with the consistency that we've been doing, doing it well. That's our main priority. And then on the side, developing some areas, you know, of expanding the business. But we don't want to start opening French quarters all over the place. Going back to the passion, I just want to focus my passion into not too many places. Otherwise, it's not going to be good. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. Focus on the one focus on one and give it maximum effort is yeah and if it, if it can provide you know we, we we if it can provide if it can sustain our lifestyle and and we can find some happiness in this and you know work with a team that we evolve with uh, stick around you know this is this is big satisfaction for us there's no need to create more stress there's no need to create more anxiety because ultimately opening more 
venues will come with that. And therefore, yeah, we will be blessed if we can just keep doing what we do like this. That's all we can hope for. Yeah, makes sense. If you, what do you wish you had known when you had started out that you now know as your journey has begun? Well, it's, it's a funny one now because I think often I said to myself, my God, if I knew it was that hard, I would have probably never opened it. The first few months, they are impossible to imagine. You know, we did, we did, it was just Catherine and myself, you know, just uh, trying to juggle with everything. Now we're in a much better position because we've uh, outsourced a, a lot of things that we used to think that we had to do. We also have a bit more money to, to outsource those things. So it's, it's a lot easier. It's difficult because now we know that the business is as successful as it is. Obviously, there's a lot of things that we would have done earlier if we'd known that we would have been that successful. But then you could have equally invested way more at the beginning uh, thinking you're going to be great and, and, and end, up, end up with a business that can't sustain itself, can't, can't, can't live, like, live like that. So I don't know. I feel like every business is on its own journey and you can be the best and have opened 20, 30 restaurants. You're still going to, your new one's going to be different. And that's, I do believe that. I do believe that. So I don't know how to answer that apart from that. Just evolve day by day and and adapt. It's the adaptability that, that makes us successful. That, that's perfect. I think, I don't think that's just for anyone with a business that's in the restaurant trade either. I think that the ability to adapt and I think using COVID as an example on that, there's a lot of businesses in every sector has had to adapt in some way. The day doors shut and how quick can you get all of your staff working from home, etc. It, yeah. It's being able to take them knocks and come out of the other side smiling and learning from them. Well, takes us perfectly on to the next question of how do you learn? Where, who do you take your advice from? I worked really hard before putting the the restaurant into building a network. And I think that's, that's so important, uh, especially, obviously, I was coming from France, not, not being from this area of, of England even. Uh, so building a network has massively helped. Um, so there's a lot of people that I send email to, uh, and that helps. I think the biggest support is, is this great team that I have built with my wife Catherine and we can sort of look at a, an issue and analyze it and act on it and we understand that we're going to make mistakes and we understand that we're not always going to get it perfect but we are dedicated to learn from our mistake and and, and move on so make some mistakes learn from them and make sure you don't reproduce them um, you know and, and that, that is being aware of of all those stages as you grow. Inspiring words. <laughs> what you mentioned there around your network, what what kind of people would you associate or that you have as part of your support network? Do, are they all from the food trade or, or are they a mixture? Yeah, well, they, they are a mixture. Um, 
I was part of an accelerator um, platform for startups. So NatWest at the time was doing something called Entrepreneurial Spark, which I um, applied and got involved with. And it was, I was just in a group of people, about 30 people like me, that was, they were all start, we were all starting businesses, but in all different sector. Uh, not, uh, I don't think there was, I think it was two or three in hospitality, that's it. Everyone else was doing tech things or whatever. It could be, it could be any sort of business. And that uh, was great. Great because we were all facing sort of same challenges, first business ever, you know, how to raise money, how to do a good business plan, how to know not you taking the right decisions. And, you know, you need people to talk to in those moments. You need doing it on your own. That was never for me. You know, you have to be able to express your worries and talk it through with people that um, can help you find the right answers. And that group of people is mainly the people that are now still in touch with and and go to when I have um, questions. So that's been amazing. And I think building that network around you is a key. It's such a key because you need to have someone to go to, whether it's in the legal sector, whether it's in the health and safety, you know, before you start going and spend your money trying to find answers, if you can have people that have experienced before that's the best answer you can ever get perfect final question from me is how do people find you so what's what's the website or the so the social pages that we need people to be visiting to find out more about the french quarter yeah so we've just uh, developed like a, a new website a couple of months ago on uh such so as french quarter newcastle.co.uk we are working on uh, developing a booking system. Um, so on that website, you'll find every information from, from, from the story to all our menus, and you'll soon also be able to order a takeaway from there. So that's a very good place to begin. Our social media platform, we use Facebook, Instagram. We're not always the most active on it, but we're working on that. <laughs> uh, Facebook, Instagram, it's uh, at FQ Newcastle. Awesome. I'll make sure that I put all of the links in the show notes. So if anyone wants to check them out, they're they're easy to find as well. Finally, just want to say thank you for your time today. It's been amazing talking to yourself and finding out more about your journey and more about the French Quarter right in the heart of Newcastle. Thanks for listening to The Evolving Accountant. You can find out more and get show notes for this and all our other episodes at theevolvingaccountant.co.uk.